Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Why in for Damon today, Ray? You're telling me on top of everything else that's gone sideways on the Warriors this season... They could have had the slam dunk champion. They had the slam dunk champion. I saw him play for the Warriors in the Summer League. Mac McClung, the slam dunk champion. He, why isn't he a Warrior? He was Warrior property. Oh, man. This is a tough season for Warrior fans. When you over-remote, you're just <laughs> adorable. I think some people are actually, somebody on the internet or somebody is trying to make that case about, the, oh, the Warriors should have kept him. Hey, it's a great story. Uh, there's no way the Warriors had any interest in keeping him good for him do you remember his uncle by the way seriously i think seth mcclung used yeah. to be a pitcher yeah that's mac mcclung's uncle i believe yeah and he uh, i wouldn't say he saved the slam dunk contest i don't know why everybody has to overreact to everything. he saved the slam dunk contest no but he had some very uh very interesting and and amazing dunks it was nice to see. it was it was a fun contest this year yeah but thanks to him but when he does it next year, people have seen it. That's the thing. You only get one chance to make a first impression. That's why, Ray, I think Reggie Miller may have mentioned this yesterday. And if he did, I'm upset because it's been my idea for a long time. The dunk contest should be in-game. The dunk contest for the All-Star Game should be in-game because there's something about a dunk in basketball. It's exciting and meaningful when you don't know it's coming. But when you have like, here you go, here's the ball, go dunk. Well, is that all you got? Um, and and when you're getting guys that aren't, you know, Trey Murphy the third, valiant effort, Kenyon Martin Jr. was out there with his dad and stuff. It's like some of them get to be almost embarrassing. All you need is one guy in an in-game dunk try to get style points, get hurt. And that'll be the end of that. Which is also the problem with getting big names into the actual dunk contest. Well, well most no well, reason why anyone would want to do it. Well, big names, yeah, big names aren't getting into that. They have nothing to prove anymore, you know. And what do they gain unless they win the dunk contest? Ridicule. Yeah. So why would why would you bother? Uh, speaking of watching stuff, hopefully you watched and enjoyed at least some of the All Star Weekend. For all of our best content, head to YouTube, search ninety five point seven The Game. Click subscribe. You're going to see all our shows live, the best interviews, the most interesting segments, behind-the-scenes content from the Warriors, and more. That's all on 95.7 The Game uh, YouTube page. Subscribe. Why do you make your voice yeah. do that? 
Warriors. Yeah. You say how or why? 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 Oh, I know how you, you know, do it. Warriors. You know, like warriors. Warriors. You know that. So yeah, but why do you pretend to be a five-year-old boy? I don't pretend to be a five-year-old boy. It's just something to mix it up a little bit to maybe make sh- ensure that it's more likely someone's actually going to listen to some of these, th- these things, right? And then drive their car off the bridge because all of a sudden they're Warriors. hearing this high-pitched whine that they think is their engine going on fire. Ah, from the 510, uh, they almost had the slam dunk contest winner two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the three-point shooting contest. I, I know it's, uh, you know, everyone today wants to talk about how terrible the All-Star game is. Well, of course it was. It's not real basketball, and if you didn't know it was going to be terrible, shame on you. What's wrong with you? Uh, hopefully you saw something out of that that was somewhat entertaining. The whole Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum thing was kind of fun yesterday, and the three-point shootout was, uh, that was fun too, right? So, yeah, overall the weekend is just a big commercial for the for the NBA. But um, there were there were a few moments there that, that stood out to me. I, I'm glad I, I watched some of it. Okay, good yeah. for you. Yeah, wasn't really looking forward to a competitive game. Those days are over. Oh, they, you 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 were a fool if you were thinking that was going to happen at any point. Just you know, they 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 co- combined for 100 to 350 points. You realize that only three games in history have gone over 320. And one was a four-overtime game, and the other two were three-overtime games. I do now. Wow, nice. That's I mean, a nice just, note. Yeah, so basically, it all, it's, just, it's just shooting. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, Jason Tatum's 55 points. When you put that in a normal game, it's like 35. Who gets excited about a 35-point game now? Nobody. I know before they announced who the reserves were going to be, Bob Fitzgerald made the case on Warrior Broadcast. He was making the argument for Draymond Green as an all-star. I didn't agree with that, but I understood the case. Here's my point. Um, Just think, Draymond Green, let's say he had been selected. Draymond Green has, like, no role in that whatsoever, the way they play. It's like Jokic said, I wouldn't pick me either for that. That's, that's, That's not my thing, the way they play. And as if there were any doubt... Michael Malone, All-Star Game coach, made it clear yesterday. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players. But that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving. Those guys were, like, competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in. But um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but... That, that is a tough game to sit through. I'm not going to lie. You think the league's going to have a little something, something to say to Michael Malone? Oh, yeah. Says that's, Absolutely. That's tough to sit through. Yeah, that's going to be an unpublicized $25,000 fine. He's right, of course, but he's also... That's um, why he'll get fined, because he's right. that, and also, there, you, don't, you, know, you, know, you don't fix the All-Star game. There's just no, no motivation for the players to play harder. They're just Why would they? No. I mean, look... The, the season is now 72% done. This is now the time for making playoff runs. You're not going to overextend yourself no. for this nonsense. No. You're right. So, I mean, there's, there's a million reasons why this doesn't work anymore, but that's part of it. It's putting it when you put it there. If you wanted to put it on a, in a place where, hey, let's make a splash, you know, Put it on New Year's Eve. It works on some levels is the thing. It's not what all-star games used to be, but that's fine. Um, it's, it's No, but if, you're, but if you want players to be 
at least slightly more engaged, minimally more engaged, you just go, you know what? We'll do this on New Year's Eve, you know? That way you don't have to worry about if you get hurt and miss two weeks, you're shot for the playoffs. Well, you want to move the All-Star game back. Well, if you're going to have it, have and it. We at, know they're going to have it. Yeah, okay. Don't have it so close to the start of the playoff run. Because you know, the Warriors have 23 games left. Yeah, I got to make sure football's done before I have my showcase All-Star game, Ray. I can't well, then they shouldn't football. have a season at all because football's Eve, only going to... I've got the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl on the Mislu Network. I can't compete with that. The Mislu Network? You don't remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> it's right there with the Dumont Network. Yeah. No, I just... If you're going to try to avoid football, then they should play for three months in the summer. They're not going to do that. In fact, it, the president of the Atlanta Hawks suggested they move the season to the spring and summer. That died... The death it deserved. One of the reasons it died is because they actually tried that when they had to with the pandemic, and everyone said, no, that doesn't work. 888-957-9570. James joins us from San Francisco. James, you're on with Rado and Whitey. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing today? Happy President's Day. Yeah, thank you. Um, Man, I'm just... No problem, man. I'm just calling in because I'm hearing a lot of this notion of the All-Star game isn't fun, the All-Star game isn't this. I mean, here's my thing, right? It's called an all-star break. It's not called an all-star grind. They're not coming there to play a competitive game. They do that on a regular basis. They're going there to take their mind off the game, showcase their skills, do things that we don't see on a regular basis, like shooting the ball from half court. Yeah, we might see that in a game once in a while, but we don't see it six times in a game. We don't see players alley-ooping from half court, slam dunking. We don't see that in a game. You know what I mean? So I think the players love it. They love to mess around and and do all that. We're not coming here to see them play defense and, and, and grind. We do that. We see that on a regular basis. It's, it's meant to have fun and, and take a light. But on a completely different subject, man, I just want to say to all the San Francisco Giants fans, man, everybody's sleeping on the Giants this year. We're going to have a fantastic year. We're sleeping on Mitch Hanniger. He's going to be an all-star this year. We're sleeping on Lamont Wade Jr. He's going to be great. Joey Bart finished the year with a bang. So I'm just saying for the Giants fans, Buckling because we gonna make a bang and we a lot of people sleeping on this and the Giants are not to be messed with. I'm telling you all this year the Giants are dangerous. So that's all I gotta say and happy President's Day, man, and thank you for taking my call. And uh yep. Thank you. Thank you, James. Well said. I'm with you on the All Star game. Um if you're expecting more from, from the All Star game, then forget it. It's not nineteen seventy eight anymore. I'm glad you enjoyed it. The Giants, too. I think the Giants could surprise people. I don't know if I'd go as far as James did on Mitch Haniger, but I think the Giants are in position to surprise a lot of people. Right? It's just a matter of are they going to are they gonna entertain people here. We're talking about entertainment in the All-Star game. The Giants have the ability to win while underwhelming fans around here. So that also is going to be something to keep an eye on this year. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it because they refuse to leave to another town. But they're not going to be interesting. If they win, won't they be interesting if they win? Like if James said, you know, James... Two years ago, they won 107. Uh, People were pretty excited then. Yeah, but it wasn't showing itself at the gate. They weren't selling out routinely. Oh, coming out of a pandemic, Ray. Uh, Yeah, right. All I know is the the Dodgers managed to sell out nearly every night. Wasn't a big stretch for them. They're in the same state with the same rules. So, no, I, I think... Giants fans don't like to be surprised. They want to know going into a season, we're going to be really fun. They'll come out, and then if they stay fun, they'll keep coming out. But the the word of mouth this year is 
They don't have anybody worth watching. So they're going to draw poorly. And even if they get off to a great start, it it won't reflect itself in crowd sizes till late August. Has it always been that way around here and with the It's Giants? always been this way everywhere. That a winning team doesn't excite you if they don't have... A winning team, it takes a long time to get people excited. Because what you're talking about now is not the diehards, but the casuals. The casuals don't do walk-up very much anymore. They make a plan to go to a game, which means you've got to be good, and you've got to be good long enough to convince them that it's more likely to be worth their while than not. So, yeah, it takes, it takes a long time. It's like turning an ocean liner. It takes miles. Uh, on the text line, text of the day, nominee from the 510, Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. Love the Mislu Network. They broadcast the old World Football League in the early 70s. I believe that's correct. Mark Grandy had a question for my grand idea about the slam dunk contest being in-game, Mark. Uh, not necessarily specifically in-game, okay. but just slam dunk contest in general. I was curious, because it's kind of the NBA's equivalent to baseball's home run derby. The winner of the home run derby takes home a million dollars. The winner of the slam dunk contest gets $100,000. I don't know if money is enough to convince someone like John ja Moran or a, more of a star player to try to compete and win, but that is a pretty big difference, $100,000 to a million dollars. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you, Mark. My guess is that someone like Ja, if I get hurt, I'm going to end up losing more than a million dollars. There's no guarantee I'm going to win the million. I don't think that would be enough, right? Maybe I'm wrong. I know Shea Gildas Alexander said money talks when he was asked about how come guys don't play harder. So I, I think it would take more than that for the big names to get in, interested in the dunk contest again. Money talks, but more than that, they want to know that their peers are going to be part of this too because it's all about a measuring contest. If Giannis Antetokounmpo is trying to beat Mac McClung in a dunking contest, what kind of style points do you get there? <laughs> you don't. Nobody wants to lose to Mac McClung. Which Nobody you probably, wants to lose to him. Which you probably would. Yeah, but beating him is no big. Uh, right. It's not a, you know, that's why you know big big college football programs don't schedule other big college football programs unless the networks pay them both. You know, it's just what do we gain if we, you know, if we win, no, we gain a little. If we lose, we lose a lot. Why would we do that? So, you know, it just it's it doesn't matter enough to the players anymore, and it's not about money. I mean, what if it was? What, what if it was ten million dollars? You think LeBron would get into a dunk contest? No. No, because not at this point, because he has too much to lose. Well, exactly. They yeah. all have too much to lose as far as this goes. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where you can't make it matter enough to the players to get the best players out there because people want to see stars. They don't want to see, quote, somebody who might be a star at this one minimal skill. I mean, why do you think the futures game doesn't draw? You know, no, they put it on Friday night when you know nobody's there. Did you watch much of the celebrity game? No. Well, it was on here. I saw one guy who had a beer gut, but I couldn't tell you who he was. That was yeah. Albert Pujols. No, no, no. This wasn't Albert Pujols. I knew Albert Pujols. He doesn't have a beer gut yet, though. He's working on one. There was a guy who had a, He literally could have balanced a tray of drinks on his stuff. See, I thought Guillermo, yeah. if I'm the worst, I'm looking at him maybe at least a you know two-way. Send him down to G League to run my offense. 
but I didn't see the whole game. DK Metcalf was fun to watch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Carlos Boozer and Richard Jefferson playing in the celebrity game it was crazy, Ray, with the, uh, I think it's the Ruffles four-point line. Yep. Yeah. Crunch time. <laughs> We're losing, Ray. You're no. the one that brought up Friday night. You brought it up. We were talking about basketball in the All-Star game. I'll bring it back to the the All-Star game. Can I um, build off of Grandy's point? Yes. What if, if you want the All-Star game itself to be more competitive, what if you gave each member of the winning team a million dollars? So that's $12 million investment for the NBA to get a little more interesting of a game Sunday night. Isn't it the same, though? I mean, aren't you going to run into the same problem? These guys make so much money. Uh, maybe that works, but I'm thinking it's probably not enough. The guys are still going to be, yeah, I... You know, if I get hurt, I, I'm i going to lose a lot more money than it makes sense for me to risk trying to win the All-Star game. And I don't, I don't. Currently, winners of the All-Star game get 100000 as well, and that was increased in 2018 from 50000 So the NBA, charity, though. the NBA has already increased that. Charity. Hmm. I, I don't think they're going to do anything else because I don't think it's it's not really a problem other than for some people that rant and ray. I know Andrew Bogut, of all people, tweeted after last night, oh, this All-Star Games is ter- it's a terrible. It's a disgrace. This is just the way it is now. We know that. Don't watch. Either accept it and like James, hey, I like this, or don't watch. No, the, it- the fascination with asking old players what they think of the new game in any sort of iteration is a fool's errand because they're all going to say, yeah, it was better when I was playing. Yeah. Okay, fine. Good for you. You know, just... And I'm not trying to dog Andrew Bogut. It's just... That's what... The, I mean, I guarantee you there is no player in his 50s who thinks this is a better game than the game they played 30 years ago. Yeah. Somebody asked me about the first All-Star game I ever attended, the 1951 uh, NBA All-Star game. I'll tell you, it was a, it was a doozy. Uh, 111 to 94, the East over the West. So they, they could play hard. But, I mean, the game's going to be competitive, Ray. Of course, uh, easy Ed McCauley was the MVP, so thanks for thanks for the question there on the text line. So where do the Warriors go from here? Now we're done with All-Star game. we still got a few days left of the break. All right, we found out today Patrick Beverly's going to the Warriors. No, he's going to the Bulls. And we know that Westbrook's going to the Clippers. Kevin Love, is he going to the Warriors? No, he's uh, going to the Heat. So the Warriors got injury issues with their new player, Peyton, and with Steph Curry. They got a tough schedule coming out of the break here. They got to win some games, Ray. And just yesterday, Charles Barkley said they're cooked. I know you said, the oven's going, but they're not cooked just yet. What What do the Warriors have to do? What do they need to happen to get back into the thick of this thing? Which, frankly, I don't see. Get Curry healthy. Learn to play defense far more often than they do. And take care of the little things that keep them that essentially keep them from being the efficient team that they've been when they've won. You've watched basketball a long time. Do you ever? Yeah, nineteen fifty-one. Okay. Do you ever remember? See, I didn't even throw that on you. I was, I was, I was self-defecating there. Do you ever remember? Self-defecating. Yes. Do you ever remember a team? A team that had this wide of a margin in terms of free throws. They don't get to the foul line. And they get, and now the last game against the Clippers actually got the line, I think, 27 times. But you look at them game to game over the course of the first half of the season, they don't get to the foul line, Ray. And when you're getting hammered at the foul line in terms of attempts and points, it's tough to make up for, especially when you're turning the ball over all the time. Um, tell me how many how many free throws they averaged a year ago when they won the championship. Uh, I think it was a few more than, than this year. Point three. 
I'm now going to look at 2018. Okay, but you ha- have to look at also, it's a good point, but you have to look at the disparity as well, not just it's the, the number. Well, because that's my point. It's the disparity, not the number. And the, in 2018, they averaged 20.3. You know, it's not that they don't go to the line. It's that this year, the other team is going to the line a ton. And that's part of their defense. That's not, you know... But aren't they last in free throws attempted? They, may, I, I'd have to look, but okay. But I understand your point. I'd agree with you. Yeah, they're not last. They're fifth from the bottom. Okay, but the Clippers are last. Phoenix is twenty seventh, tied with Oklahoma City, and the only team of the five who aren't in the, uh, you know, in the bottom six mm-hmm. uh, is Orlando. So Boston, a lot of, a lot of numbers. Boston, what does it all mean? Boston is twenty fourth in free throws attempted. It's not a meaningful statistic. What is a meaningful statistic is that they are allowing teams to go to the line 20, 23 times. It's because they foul too much. Okay. That's their biggest problem. They, they foul a lot, and they foul a lot because they don't defend. According to basketball reference that I have, they're last in the league in free throws attempted. But they're 30th. They're 30 teams, right? So I don't, maybe we're looking at some different numbers. But I agree with you. The overall point is, yeah, it's a matter of the disparity. Because if you're giving up more free throws, a lot more nightly, which they are, then you're just giving up a lot of points. I mean, they're, gonna, they're always going to be a high turnover team because of the way they play. They've been a higher turnover team every year since Steve Kerr got there. Not because they would like them to commit more turnovers, but because that's the nature of their game. What they didn't do was give up 118 points a game. What they didn't do was foul four more times a game than they don't than than they're fouled. The details are what is getting away from them, and they're not able to make that up. And I wonder if Peyton can address that. Obviously, better on ball defense is going to lead, hopefully, to fewer fouls because then you have fewer things breaking down. But we don't even know how much he's going to play. We don't know if he's going to be healthy. Better on-ball defense, though. If Let's say he's healthy, just to play the game. And don't you think, Ray, pardon me, I'll let you make your point. Don't you think that for them to make this trade, they have to have good reason to believe that he's going to be healthy at some point this year? I think they were so committed to moving Wiseman at the end. I mean, because they had a chance. They had three days to negate this deal. And so they got to have, they got to play the best case scenarios in their heads and the worst case scenarios in their heads. They don't know. And they do tend to be more conservative than most teams in terms of treatment of injured players. So I think there's a part of them that says, you know what? He may not play at all this year. Okay. I mean, you may be right. But they did the deal anyway because they didn't believe there was anything to get out of Weissman that could help them. And they were looking at a massive tax bill on a gamble that they weren't getting enough evidence yeah. of. So they saved fewer. seven mil this year and thirty mil next year based on the way things look now, that could change. But yeah. I mean sizable savings, no question. Yeah. And but but beyond that, I mean, if they don't get if they don't get Peyton back, they still have enough guys who know how to defend. You know, it's not like it's a lost art. Now, maybe they're aging out of being an elite basket, uh, defensive team. But Andrew Wiggins was a sensational defender last year. Draymond Green is always a sensational defender. Clay Thompson seems to be rounding into the kind of form that will allow him to be a better defender. 
Um, that's three guys right there. Jordan Poole still plays like he thinks defense is what goes around the yard, as John Bach once said to me. Yeah, John Bach. He literally said that to me. I'm sure he does. <laughs> um, but, you know, as a team, because you can have three guys playing their, their ass off defensively, but if the other two guys aren't very good defenders, you're not a very good defensive team. You can hide one guy, Max. Can't hide two. And they don't have enough guys to hide as many guys as aren't good defenders. I also think, Ray, that when this thing broke, the story broke about whatever happened with Peyton failing his physical, I think the Warriors saw what happened to the Giants and the Correa situation, and they learned from that, and they made sure they got out in front of it. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it was just that's the way it happened, and that's the way it unfolded. But I know I was on with Guru, and we talked to Bob Myers the day that Correa thing was falling apart for the Giants, and he talked about how you know we feel so bad for them. You know, we're in the same market. I think the Giant, the the Warriors did a great job of getting out in front of all that as it kind of blew up in their faces and controlling the narrative to point out that well, we don't think they gave us uh, the accurate information on his injury. What do you think of that? Well, they got ahead of the narrative. They but They definitely did, did. But they did not get ahead of the problem because the Giants got ahead of the problem and then didn't explain why. The Warriors inherited the problem and did explain why. I don't know what, what the better approach is. You know, I mean, openness always gives you more, gives you less PR grief, but are they better because they took on an injured player who they might not be able to use at all this year? Do you think part of the value of Peyton in this particular instance is he's a popular player uh, here, and then you know you're you're admitting that our number two pick was well, we, that was a bad pick, we missed, but it softens the blow with your fan base. It's like, yeah, we blew that, but look who we're bringing back. It's GP two. Everybody loves him. I don't think they did it because of that. I don't think it's a compelling reason, but I think there's some upside to that. I I think there's minimal upside because they're still going to sell out every night. They're still going to have fans who believe that the Warriors are the Warriors. So I don't know that that really entered into it that much. But I do believe that it was hard to get any team interested in Wiseman based on his resume. And that they had to bring in two other teams, both of whom had players they wanted to get rid of, to to make this trade work. Um, And I think that's what you ended up getting. I mean, Portland didn't want Peyton and Peyton didn't want Portland. You know, Detroit had soured on Sadiq Bey. You know, Atlanta, you know, Kevin Knox was a cipher for them. So they all were getting rid of problems to one extent or another. I don't know that anybody came away from this in enraptured by the deal they made, except that something they didn't want anymore was now somebody else's problem. If I'm a Warrior fan, I'm looking at it this way. They wanted to make a move. They needed somebody who would help now. They got a guy who may not be able to help now. They traded away the number two pick that was supposed to be part of the future. The buyout market, they didn't get anybody, at least not yet. You're seeing guys that some Warrior fans think could help them, and they're going to other teams. I don't think that, but some Warrior fans think that. So I couldn't blame some Warrior fans right now if they feel like, man, how in the world are we expected to believe this team can turn around? On on what basis can this team get better when they really haven't brought anybody else in? They can get healthier, but even when they were healthy, they weren't that good. So what do I have to believe in the rest of the way? Two possibilities. One, not all change works well. And two, the Warriors have muscle memory. They've done this before. Now they're doing it with a flimsier hand 
than in any of the other years. But that's what you've got to hang your hat on. Is it well they've won before and if they get everybody back healthy, maybe magic can happen. Again, it's a thin reed to to pull, but that's what they got. There's nothing else to it. But the other notion, and I think this is kind of compelling, is that teams that make trades don't always do well in them. Sometimes they make things worse. I mean, the Clippers might be making their situation worse with Russell Westbrook. They sure might. Dallas might find that Kyrie Irving is a nightmare. Um, Phoenix might not get you know, Kevin Durant healthy enough in time to become Kevin Durant again. Every trade comes with a risk. And not everybody wins every trade or every acquisition. So that's another thing they have to hope is that, you know, that sometimes change sucks. But even then, okay, I understand that. I think it's unlikely, but certainly possible. Even then, you're still looking up at you got Denver and you got Memphis and, you know, Sacramento, things are going to stiffen up for them a little bit schedule-wise the rest of the way. But they're, you know, but, they've they're still had a really good first part of the season. But, You're but still looking up at those teams. Well, and they're going to continue. How are the Warriors going to get better? I, I agree with you. It's got to be defensively. And Peyton, if he's healthy, he would address that area. But other than that, I, I mean. They're, they're going to have to win as a sixth seed. They're not catching Denver. They're not catching Memphis. Um, they have to hope that they peak at the right time and get the right set of matchups. Like most six seeds, you know. I mean, I don't. I don't see them, you know, sprinting to the end and going, you know, sixteen and seven. I don't think anybody does. Do you think it's obviously it would be possible? Just about anything's possible. How likely do you think it would be that they could come out of the play-in and still legitimately compete for a championship, at least advance deep into the playoffs because before you answer as we know right now they're in the ninth spot because Dallas is sixth then the four playing teams as it stands now would be the Pelicans Timberwolves Warriors Thunder Pelicans are a half game out of the sixth spot uh, so are the Timberwolves and the Warriors are just a game out of that spot but they're also just they're a game out of 12th well if they're the seven and they get out They'd be playing Memphis. They've had decent success against Memphis. But the then, they'd in all likelihood be playing Denver. Given their road problems this year, and especially in that place, and especially with Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. that's a tough ask. It's very tough. That's just the reality right now. Yeah. So if they're a playing team, I would say the best they have a right to, to think they're capable of is second round and out. Yeah. Now, this presumes that Denver is still healthy and whole and, you know, dominant, you know, and, you know, it's not like they've won anything in the last forever. Right, but, right. You know, I, the only team I think that they simply cannot beat is in the East. You know, I don't think they, I don't think they can beat a healthy Milwaukee and I don't think they can beat a healthy Boston. But we thought that last year about Boston. They won that, too. So that's the read. Go back to your earlier question. That's the read. That's the other part of this read that you can hang on to if you're a Warrior fan. Nobody's super this year. Everybody's got a flaw or a multitude of them. Right. The discouraging aspect of that is it's so wide open in the West 
that a lot of the teams, handful of the teams, made some major moves. Obviously, you're right. They may not work out. But while Phoenix and the Mavs and the Clippers, even I even liked what Memphis did um, to a degree. While those teams made moves, the Warriors really didn't. They brought back no. a guy they had last year. So it's very daunting uh, the no, rest of the way for them. They have to rely on the kindness of strangers. They've never had to do that before. They need they need significant breaks. They need teams to get injured the way they were getting injured in the playoffs in fifteen. They need they need teams to fail in addition to them succeeding. Whereas in 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 seventeen and eighteen, they didn't have to worry about anybody. They had the best team going in, and they kicked all the ass presented to them, and then they had a parade. Even 15, they got a few breaks on the western side of the bracket. Sure. But when it came, I mean, and even at that, they were down 2-1 both to Memphis and to Cleveland. So they had to they had to overcome some stuff. So it's not like that would be new to them. But it still took a lot to do that. And they were five years, they were seven years younger then. How likely do you think it is that we're looking at the end of this? Bob Myers could be leaving. And Draymond could opt out. I doubt that he would, but he certainly could. Uh, if if Bob Myers leaves, what does that mean for for Steph's future as a Warrior? For Clay? For Draymond? For Steve Kerr? If they don't win this year, I mean, I I do think this Ray. I think we're going to look back, no matter what happens this year. I think we not only as you know someone who roots for the Warriors, but as just basketball fans, I think they'll look back on last year's championship by the Warriors, and I think people will in the future say, "Wow, that was a remarkable feat." I think it'll be more clear as we more time passes how remarkable that championship and how unlikely, frankly, last year's championship was. Well, I mean, they got a break when Phoenix couldn't get past Dallas. Yep, um, they got. I want to say a bit of a break when Boston forgot how to play in the finals because I thought Boston was a better team. I think Boston to this day would tell you we had that. We had them. Yeah, we should have won that thing. Well, we didn't, of course, but they could. They can say it all they want, but I'm just yeah. No, what, I'm, what I'm saying point. is what I'm saying is going in, Boston looked like a safer bet than the Warriors did, but the Warriors again going back to that point knew how to do this and Boston didn't. And the Warriors exposed Boston's lack of experience. Or Steph did, anyway, in that one game. Well, in the one game, but they all... But Andrew Wiggins defended like he's never defended before in his life. And Draymond Green came off that hideous game with a great game. You know, so they knew how to do this, and Boston didn't yet. Now Boston knows what you have to do to get through a final. And all the games you have to eat... Plus, they went out and got Mike Muscala, Ray. Good shooter. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) No, I I just think that... The Warriors didn't do anything. Okay, they got got an injured Peyton. But you knew they weren't going to be able to do much. That's what being cap-strangled means. You don't have flexibility. That's why you have to hit your home runs in the offseason, not at the trade deadline. I mean, they're going to be grinding through cap hell for a while. So they can't all of a sudden go, I know, we'll be real clever in February and steal somebody. Nobody's got that. There aren't thefts to be made. Uh You know, you have to find a team that is literally willing to give you their best player because they hate him so much, like Brooklyn. 
And you know, they don't have the wherewithal to get a guy like that. They don't have enough draft picks. They don't have enough. Uh, they don't have enough assets on the on the big league roster. They're just, they're they were going to end up doing, in all likelihood, nothing. I wonder and the fact that they got Peyton, even as inert as he is, is more than I thought they'd be able to do. Uh, from the four one five, don't you guys think that the baseline level for talent in the NBA has risen in the logjam in the Western uh, end of it? I, I, I mean, the West actually is, da- is a down year for the West. It has been, yeah. but he's asking about how the trades made it better. And on paper, they do. But now it's a matter of chemistry. Does Does Russell Westbrook make the Clippers better? Is Kevin Durant going to come back at full or near full strength? From the 415, if Bob leaves, all the dominoes start to fall. From the 510, the only real question right now is, will they use a roster spot for one of the two-way players? Jerome or Lamb, or sign some random person like Cousins just because they can. They're not going to sign DeMarcus Cousins. No. I mean, and, you know, it's, there's a trap in going back to players you've had before. It just, well, I don't know who they could get, so I'll just mention a guy that I saw on their roster a, a year or two ago. You know, the fact that they went after Peyton, I think, is less a matter of the fact that they knew him than that's the thing that was available because poor if 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 Peyton had not been hurt or if Peyton had taken to Portland more than he did uh I don't think he would have been available either and the Warriors wouldn't have been able to move move, move Wiseman let me leave it here for now I think you can back me up in this Ray perhaps you won't wouldn't be the first time I think if you're... How you're defensive. <laughs> if you're a warrior... And by the way, someone said, Ray, please tell him it's deprecating. Thank you. Appreciate No, I that. already mocked him for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of knew that. Anyway, you go back to the end of the Celtics dynasty, the first Celtics. Uh, 1969 was the last year of the Celtics dynasty. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I read a book about this. They had Bill Russell. Uh, they had... Uh, Fairly young Havlicek, um, and they. This was the end of the run for them. Russell was a player coach. He was not the same player he had been. One of the greatest winners of all time. They won forty something games. I think. I think they were fourth in the East. Somehow came out of the Eastern Conference to play the Lakers in the finals. And the Lakers had Will Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. And everyone knew there was no way this aging Celtic team, they had no chance against the Warriors. And the Celtics won in seven games, right? right? And that was it. And that was the end of the dynasty. And it was a total surprise because they had no chance. But somehow, the fact that they were champions, they knew how to win, it carried them through to their final championship with Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, there's there are some sort of tendentious links to that. That was an old team too. Yep, um, they were on. They were on their last legs. Yep, the Lakers were still sort of weirdly incomplete. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain played seven games, took fifty-eight shots. That's not what you signed him up for. That used to be a quarter for him earlier in his career. Essentially, I mean, you know, and for whatever reason, I mean, he only had he only had twenty-one assists. In those in those seven games, that's three a game, and he was an exceptional passer at that point. 
Coming up, we'll get back to that more on this uh, this interesting warrior comp and why there is still light at the end of the tunnel. Also, LeBron says, this is it. These are the most important games of my career. That'll be brought to you by Mitsubishi Motors. It's Damon and Rado, Whitey in for Damon, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Why do you in for Damon? If only, if only, if only from the 415 here on the Xfinity Mobile text line, Kevin Love would be a great pickup for the Warriors. What do you guys think? Rebounding, leadership. Two words, leadership. Buys in the culture. Champion and he can probably come back. If only, Ray, because he's going to the Heat. Kevin Love intends to join the Heat after clearing waivers. This is what a, a lot of Warrior fans are, are looking at, the type of things they're wondering about. How about this guy? How about this guy? Well, they're not going to get any changes. I mean, I get over it. I'm not yelling at you here. No, I'm it's yelling fine. at them. It's fine. The fact yelling. is, th- this is the team you got. This is the hand you're playing. Wasn't Coach Kerr talking to you and Damon about the buyout market and how maybe it was something he said to the media at large. Maybe it wasn't on your show, but he talked about people get crazy about the buyout market, but it's just not really that. No, the buyout market usually stinks. That's why it's called the buyout market. Uh You know, that's basically 
driving by a frat house and seeing a couch on the front lawn. <laughs> Maybe it was Bob Myers. You're right, uh, Lucas. Yeah, he did. that wasn't said to either of us. Okay, okay. Uh, from the 619, can we get Boogie and Mellow? Right? Yes, you can. Absolutely. You I know they're available. I pick them right up. You don't want them, but yes, I mean, you could get them. I mean, you know, Boogie well, actually called Bob Myers because Bob Myers shared this on a podcast. He he wasn't on the station, but a few months ago, I guess Boogie called Bob Myers and said, "Bob, why can't I get a job?" And Bob Myers said, "It's because of all the things you've done, Demarcus, and the way you've behaved. That's why nobody wants to sign you." Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you're you're talking about you know Boogie and Mellow. Why don't you get Kareem? He's big. He looked good last night when they brought him out for another, let's have another ceremony honoring LeBron James. Yeah. The, you mean the shadow commissioner? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's who he is. Uh-huh. I mean, on the, on, one day after, after uh, Adam Silver defended load management as a brilliant concept, LeBron sat, sat there and said, I can't afford to sit on anymore. I want, I'm going to play all 23 games. I can't be in. I can't miss the playoffs two years in a row. That's right. Yes, he said it's 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. <laughs> he had to qualify it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure they're yeah. incredibly important to him because he hasn't missed the playoffs two years in a row since his first and second years, I believe. It's the type of mindset that I have, and I hope the guys will have coming back off the break. The Lakers, you know, they got Vanderbilt and they got Beasley. Um, and the Lakers are Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, they they actually made some nice moves. Who else did they get? Well, they got Rui Hachimura, but they they don't win. They haven't been winning since they did that. It almost it seems to me, Ray, that they think there's like a selection committee that's going to look at them and go, "Yeah, we like what they did. You guys are in the playoffs." And I told somebody who used to be in the NBA about that, and he said that they may be right. Essentially, that might be the case with LeBron and the NBA. Well, the truth is. You know, they've always, you know, decided that, no, stars and big names are what we need in this town. And that worked for a very long time. They missed the playoffs like six times in like 64 years. But in the last decade, really since the last Kobe contract sort of strangled their ability to get other players, they have been punching uphill. And to compound that, their front office is shambolic. They just, they don't know what they don't know. Which is what surprised me about this offseason because I, I look at the moves like, wow, someone either is getting really lucky or kind of knows what they're doing. And it yeah. is stunning to see from that front office. Yeah, they, they, they actually, I mean, the Vanderbilt and the, the Russell deals at least address yeah, I actual needs. Russell. Yeah, yeah. Actual needs that they possess. But you still don't know how much they don't get it. Because that would be the first time they've ever sort of not been swindled on a deal. I mean, when they went out and got Russell Westbrook, they were swimming against the tide of 29 other teams and said, we've seen that. We don't want it. Mm -hmm. And once again, big name, went to UCLA. You know, we'll get, we'll get a lot of local fans. They got all the fans they need. You know, get players. And now he's going to the Clippers. Looks like, I uh, believe that was reported that he's going to the Clippers. And by the way, also reported today, Patrick Beverly going to the Bulls. Who cares? Well, there are some Warrior fans who were hoping the Warriors would hitch their wagon to Patrick Beverly. I was never in favor of that, but it speaks to where a lot of Warriors fans are right now. It's like, these guys are available. Other teams are doing things. Why aren't we doing anything, Ray? They can't. They can't. And why, the, why these people don't understand that? 
is staggering to me. <laughs> it just, how do you not know that they're so far over the tax they can't get anybody? I mean, the fact that they got Gary Payton II is a modern miracle. That, that shouldn't have been able to happen either. But they already had him. They had him, and they let him go. So they got but a they, guy but back they, but they, made they decided a, they didn't want, and it cost them a, a number two pick. But they made a, a, a money choice there. I know. They couldn't, they couldn't pay that. They couldn't be comfortable paying the level of tax that they were going to inherit with that. I think we knew that that was probably going to happen when Joe Lacob did a sit down with Tim Kawakami and he said, talked about James and how good he is, but like we've got some tax uh, concerns here and this could go any which way. At that point, when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're okay. They're trading Wiseman. You and said, I understand why they did. Yeah, no, I just, it's, and, it, and, and Wiseman should not have been available because I'm not sure if anybody else wanted him. But, right. What the hell? I know some people thought, hey, you hang on to him. You hang on to Wiseman. You can trade him in the offseason. But I, I'm with you. I doubt there were a lot of teams offering much for James Wiseman. And you had a chance to get something. And actually something that could be of value. It was time to make that move. And that's why some people suck. <laughs> uh, why are you paying Iggy to sit on his butt? That's a good question. Iguodala's situation is an interesting I'm one. I'm not paying him to do anything. Mm -hmm. They... They told you at the beginning of the year, they're signing him essentially to be a, a help during the playoffs. It's not the playoffs yet. You know, what was 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 it was moving a Gudala going to get them something? Of course not. No, no one wanted him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, I, I'm, I don't know why Iguodala is such a focus here. Well, you know, people just, it, are, it's like they brought him in and he didn't do anything. And other teams are getting all these guys and they're playing. Well, but again, that's the, you know, that's the fixation on you know, I want to smell money burning. Mm -hmm. Get me new humans. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not getting any. Shut up. You're not involved in this. Back with you tomorrow, Ray. Looking forward to that. Thank you. Stick around, whatever you do, because we've got... Here's what's coming up next on 95.7 The Game. Uh, you know, it's the great Mark Randy. And what's coming up on The Game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Best of the game, an hour of 95.7 The Game's best content from The Game, hosted by Mark Randy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.